For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Home Instead Senior Care is our sponsor for today's episode, and we're going to be talking about hospitable hearts welcoming others and the bounce back that creates. So, but before we do, I want to thank Home Instead Senior Care for providing trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. At Home Instead, it's all about providing the highest quality home care services to fit your family needs and also to fit your own needs as you take care of somebody you love. So we are so grateful for them, and I am grateful to uh, say good morning or good afternoon to you, sweet Anna Crafty. Uh, Pierce, I'm sorry. Mom. Sometimes I forget <laughs> to add your married name. I'm so used to your old way. Okay, well, we're talking about hospitable hearts today, and I did pick out probably the worst quote I've ever had on a show. Would you like to hear the one I found? I looked up hospitality, you know how you Google stuff, and I found this. This is not at all what we're going to be talking to, about, by the way, but I just think it's so funny. You look up I'm, hospitable, I'm and this so is what intrigued. you get. I, I, thought I, would, I thought I'd get all these Christian authors with hospitality, you know? I know yeah. there's some great books on the topic. But anyway, when I looked it up, here's what I found. When I sell liquor, it's called bootlegging. When my patrons serve it on Lakeshore Drive, it's called hospitality. Al Capone. <laughs> Can you believe that? I know. I just thought that is so funny. Okay, I have one more. I actually have two more. I'm going to read them because I just think they're fun to start with. We want to make it clear that Indiana's open for business. Uh, by the way, a lot of them were about places where they had been. You know, Sweden was named. A number of countries were named as very hospitable. But this one caught my eye. We want to make it clear that Indiana is open for business. We want to make it clear that Hoosier hospitality is not a slogan. It's our way of life. It's the reason why people come here from around the world and they come back again and again because Hoosiers are the kindest, most generous, most decent people in the world. That one's from Vice President Mike Pence. Huh. I just thought that was, I like that one because I thought it's you could nice say that about. a nice thing to say about your state. I know. And I thought you could say, I, I was a little jealous. I wanted him to say it about Texas because I uh-huh. think Texas is a friendly state. Okay. And then this is the last one. I love this one though. Of course I would. Here's what she said. Harriet Tubman, one of my favorite people in history. I had crossed the line. I was free, but there was no one to welcome me to the land of freedom. Uh, I was a stranger in a strange land. Huh. Isn't that beautiful? The desire, the desire to be welcome, to have freedom, but to be yeah. missing a welcome. How interesting. I know. But I love that, that quote. It's, and- it's that important. I think it's so important. I wrote a whole chapter about it in, in the marriage book. We just I'm just finishing up the marriage book. By the time this comes out, you may be able to find it on the shelves or in Amazon. 
The name of that book is The Gentle Art of Companionship, Communicating Your Way to a Delightful Marriage. And I read a whole chapter on welcoming people into your life, Anna, and into your heart. So uh, I'm eager to talk about this. When we were discussing what we wanted to talk about on air, this is one of our favorite subjects. So I want to talk... uh-huh, go ahead. I have to. I have to break in. You you use the term delightful in that title. Yes, I did. <laughs> do you? I like know. That? I know when you fell in love with that word. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> you do too. Husband, who I call her, he doesn't. That's, he doesn't think of himself as welcoming, but he does describe his childhood as delightful. Well, Isn't he's that a, interesting. And I call my nickname for my son-in-law, just for those of you who are listening in, I call him delightful. That's my nickname for him. So, yeah, it's become one of my favorite words, and it is in the title of that book. You hadn't seen the book yet, have you? I have. At this, at this, at this recording, we don't have the cover yet, but it's close. We're in the final stages of that book right now, and I've gotten some great help from my friends at Cross River Media. Okay, so my publisher. So let's talk about hospitality, and and I I know there are books written on this subject in the Christian market, so that actually encourages me. I'm assuming I haven't read any of them yet, but I'm assuming that those books don't just deal with what we all think of as hospitality on the surface, but they really go deeper to that idea of I can open my heart and expand the love I have in my heart to include new people and to include those people that may seem unlovable to other people. Even, you know, even myself, when I feel like rejecting myself, how can I show a hospitable heart even to myself? So let's talk about being selfless service. Well, just being a way of welcoming people and and encouraging and loving them wherever they are. Like I want to be able to love and encourage myself, even in my misery, like one of my self-loathing, self-rejecting, whatever words you can think of that go with that, like, you know, just unworthiness. All women struggle with that. We all, I mean, I hear that over and over and over as I talk to these very successful, amazing women that have conquered tons of stuff. Uh, So we just know that's a common thread among all women. So how do I offer my 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 own heart hospitality like just you know the same kind of welcome i would want to give someone else so let's talk a little bit about that and don't forget to include the children and how we can do that with our own kids (laughs) well your husband does it with me he he is one of the most hospitable people i i feel so blessed to be the mother-in-law of two really great son-in-laws but okay, when you were so saying let's talk a- welcoming and hospitality, I immediately visualized my daughter sitting on the front step at the first oh. party she ever helped me host in her little red dress with her cookie waiting on our first guest. It was a come-and-go tea party, so she didn't know when the person was going to arrive. Oh. And it was a dear friend, as it turned out, and they took a picture together because this friend you know, loves to collect photos to post on social media. And um, But it was like uh, she greeted them like they were her long-lost best friend like a dear friend but not someone we see even once a week and but Beth was she was running it through the grass they didn't get to get to the front door for a greeting Beth was there by the car as they got out (laughs) oh I love that I got to come to that tea party I know which one you're talking about and she was the best hostess I mean everybody that came through that door felt loved by her she was anticipating, I, I was thinking about what's the first ingredient of welcome and hospitality, and I guess it's anticipation. Ah, I love that. 
I love that that the first the first ingredient is anticipation. Well, that's and that kind right. of ties in with initiation, which makes a lot of sense too. What about initiation? Oh, because you initiate love and initiate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So that kind of, the kind of love that God gives us where he initiates a relationship with us. He reaches out and seeks us. Christmas morning love where you're like, oh my goodness, I can't wait. I can't fall asleep tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I love it. Christmas morning love where you're, you're sharing that kind of anticipation and initiating love with someone else. Just like, I can't wait. Yeah. Like when a little kid, when you know, you're going to get the bike, that, that feeling of this is going to be a great thing. I can't wait. That kind of anticipation. Wouldn't it be awesome if everywhere you went, you knew the person who was there was going to, was anticipating you in that way. It makes heaven look really wonderful because we know God is anticipating us in that way. I love that. And, you know, I feel that that is an area where I have been a failure. I don't think people would believe that about me now. But there was a time when I felt so insecure and rejected that I just felt like it was really hard for me to give people a bright smile and an anticipatory kind of welcome. When I go into big groups and, and I just look around to see if anybody liked me, you know, I always felt that insecure. But I had a, I have a friend, and you know who it is. I won't say her name, but she habitually greets people like they are her, much like your daughter does, really. Like they are her <laughs> long lost. I mean, you, if you know that woman is going to be in the room when you, get, when you walk into a meeting or party, you know she's going to wrap her arms around know you. when she hears this podcast that we're talking about her because I actually – almost make me uh-huh. sign a contract when I have a party. I'm like, you're going to tell me, yes, you're coming because it won't be a party unless you're there. And cross the yeah. Road. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's she is so just, dear. she it's- models that when you think, when I think about how it'll be, when, when you say that Jesus is looking forward to seeing me with that kind of anticipation and has prepared that kind of welcome, I immediately think of her. I mean, to me, she is what would Jesus do as when it comes to hospitality and welcome. And, and, and think about how she, in, in anticipating us and greeting us in that matter, manner, we now anticipate her and her welcome, which is so it, like that. I, Really, that is the whole point of my chapter is if you will extend that kind of welcome to other people, it definitely bounces back. So we have about two minutes in this segment. I knew this was going to be a fast conversation. When we come back, I want to talk some more about exactly what she does and how consistently she does it and how that has permeated and affected all of us in our family. And it's just spread from her family to our family and beyond. So I don't want to forget to talk about that on a when we come back, and I want to talk a little bit about how you can help kids. Uh, like you're just doing a great job with your kids; they get it, and I don't. I don't even know if you've intentionally taught them. But it, while we're uh, while I have just a minute left, I need to say now you can find this blog. I'm going to write about this subject. We'll put in any hyperlinks that apply, and all of Anna's notes and thoughts will be in order. And you can find that on Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, 
V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And so uh, don't forget to go there. And if you sign up for our weekly blogs, you'll get that in your email so you won't miss a thing. Not only do we interview Sweet Anna, I love to co-host with her, but often we have guests on that are amazing people, and they talk about things that some people will you'll never hear mentioned in church. We had a wonderful, wonderful lady called, um, her website is Beauty Beyond Bones, Carolyn, and she came in and talked about anorexia just recently so watch for those yeah it was it's great and it's by the way downloads are flying off the chart on that one so we have to break but when we come back we're going to talk more about how to help our kids learn to have that kind of bounce back welcoming hospitable heart we don't want to miss a moment at fireside talk radio so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts more truth with a texas twang when we return Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally, she lives way down on Shimbon Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Craffy, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help, but sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. All right, so we're here with Anna. Welcome back, and we're just so grateful that you're listening in and enjoying these podcasts we do. We're so, so every time... There's a download on any of those. We just thank God for you and for every listener. So please know that you are the reason we do this, and we really love you. Okay, so we've been talking about our sweet, hospitable friend, and I know when she hears this, we'll have to send her this, Anna, so she'll know how much we 
rave about the impact and the influence she has had on me. It's changed my whole my whole way of looking at big groups when I have to walk into a big group now. I always look around to see who I can welcome and make, you know, just extend that hospitable heart and and let them know they're loved. And I know it's because of her influence in my life starting 30 or 40 years ago. So we've been friends that long. And then uh, we were also going to talk a little bit about how to help kids. But before we go there, I want to say, you know, you and I have thrown a lot of parties. And we've had a lot of really successful ones over the years. Tons of gatherings for all different reasons. But there have been some, maybe more than our share, when we invited people and really very few people showed up. So let's say you have a sweet little daughter like yours who's all sitting on the porch waiting to greet people and only a few people show up. How do you process that with your child, Anna? The first thing, because of my own experiences growing up with you and having already thought this through, is with parties, my kids know that success is not the number of people that show up. Success yeah. is being ready in case people show up. Success is putting ourselves out there and, and offering people friendship. Um, success is enjoying the people who do show up, even if it's just one person. Another form of success, which we haven't dealt with yet with my kids, but if no one shows up, success is having a home that's already clean that my family can enjoy without guests. <laughs> oh my gosh I always love it when people cancel anything on me because then it just means free time and my house is clean <laughs> you get the credit for initiating friendship maybe they're sick maybe they just don't want more one more thing to do maybe you don't appeal to them as a friend you just don't get yeah. that niche in their heart and lives but you get the, the credit for having initiated for having communicated that they are important now, what so, do you mean by by credit? You mean like you get to feel good, or I don't understand what you mean. Who gives you credit? Well, all sorts of things, but I feel that it's a calling in my life to communicate, a calling from God in my life to communicate to people that they're important, that I see ah. them and I see their value. I may not be called to love them intimately. They may not be meant to be my close friend, but I do see them and I see that they have value. So when I wow. invite them into my home, I communicate that, whether or not we're ever meant to be friends. Uh, and, so when you say credit, what you mean, what you mean is, is a two-way street, and I can't force friendship on someone. So essentially what you're saying is you're giving yourself credit for, for trying to fulfill the, the calling God has put on your life yes. because you've let that person know they're valuable and you feel called to do that. Yes. Wow. I mean, that's powerful. I'm really glad I asked you that question. I did not know what to expect you to say there. Fascinating. Okay. Well, I I'm dealt really... with a lot of people who I thought were meant to be my friends who they did not feel the same way. And I have made myself vulnerable, put myself out there in friendship many times over the years, and then discovered that was not going to be returned. And so I thought it through a lot. <laughs> what is my so... calling? What is success here? Wow, that is so valuable. And actually, I've just been rewriting those chapters on having a personal etiquette and also having a purpose statement for your family. And what you just said is a great purpose statement. So when I listen to this again to create the blog that goes with this, I am really going to be paying attention for those words that you just shared. And I will make a point of, of putting Please them. Please text here. them to me so I'll have them. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you'll get the blog. I'll make sure they're in there. So if you're listening, Perfect. you don't have to worry about rewinding. We will write that down in the blog. And you can find that at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F-V-E dot com. Okay, so, so I uh, want to go back to what we were talking about. Who Our I mean, friend who welcomes us, who greets us. Yeah. We have another yeah. friend. He does the same thing. He makes me feel so welcome. Our, our sweet girlfriend, she is boisterous and dramatic, and the whole room knows she knows you and loves you when she says your name across the room. The other yes. friend I'm thinking about, he's very calm and dignified, very poised, and but he knows your name just like she does. So oh. I've, I noticed that parallel between these two dear, faithful friends, and that's what I'm teaching my kids. On a practical level, I am teaching them to, to make the effort to know people's names. So oh, instead of such, saying yes, ma'am, and no, so ma'am, by default, <laughs> we're using names. We're yeah. saying yes, Grandy, yes. Supergram, yes, Mama, yes, Daddy, yes, Annie, yes, Auntie Anna. We're using people's names because wow. I really want them to. Ha- it's powerful. I want them to have that power of communicating that the person in front of them is valuable. You know that is really a good point. I do try to use names, but uh, names are really hard for me. And I know that's common. I hear people say that they have a hard time with names. So that must be why there is so much uh, loving power. In saying a person's name, because there are so many of us out there that know how you hard have it is to practice. To it, yeah, it's like any other. It's like anything else in life. If you don't practice the name, you won't remember it. Particularly with someone who's a new person in your world. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's a really dear thing to teach your children and very valuable. And I just know that's also hard. But that being hard, just because something is hard, doesn't mean it's a bad thing to do. That can actually make it more valuable. Because people who, like me, who have a hard time with names, I do notice when people pick up on my name quite quickly. Now, I think it's interesting you mentioned, because I've heard people say they feel intimidated when they are greeted by me in such a dramatic, you know, joyful, boisterous way. I love it that you have this calm and poised, genteel friend who knows how to greet you and give you enough space I feel so honored when he yeah. greets me by name. It is it is amazing every single time. It has never oh. that the feeling of being honored by him knowing me has never worn thin. I love that. I, I actually may know who you're talking about in that situation oh, I'm too, sure you although do. we we have a number of friends that might fit that description, so I'm not sure, but well that'll be fun to talk about later. So, okay, you're talking about ways to help children and I think this really applies to teenagers. They always feel so insecure about going into a group. And so if you're the mother of teenagers and Anna is an expert on that because she teaches them at her school uh, and has many years of practice with that. So Giving kids just that, like if you've never focused on that, just helping your children know how to remember a name and how to use names so that they practice them, that is a really good tip even for teenage kids, Anna, and and college kids going off to a new school. What other tips do you have for us on how to have a hospitable heart that welcomes others and also that I don't want to forget to really emphasize that bounce back energy that you get? Knowing your own, you were talking about earlier when essentially I, I made a mission state for, statement for myself by just describing how I view welcoming people into my world and my heart and yeah. my home. Um, knowing who you are allows you to be more confident always. Yeah. And with particularly you were saying teenagers, 
my husband does this, and I think he's done it his whole life, and that is uh-huh. asking a question that is not, how was your day? Right. Asking one that is a little more engaging and a little more interesting. It involves putting yourself out there. You have to be a little vulnerable because what if the other person laughs at your question instead of answering it? But that's an icebreaker, too. That might be more successful, a good laugh. What would be a good good example of a good question? As a teacher, it's a little different because I'm in front of them, and they expect me to ask them questions. And asking questions to your peers are different. But I love it. Pine Cove, you know, we played the name game where they would ask silly questions, you'd answer them, and then they'd give you a nickname based on your answers. Yeah. I took that idea and in my classroom, every year, we would play a game where I would tell them silly or serious, and they get to pick. And if they pick serious, I'd ask them something like, what do you admire in your uncle or your father or uh, one of the men in your life who you admire? What do you admire most? That might ah. be a serious question. Or, and see, they have some choice. They can pick silly or serious. Or if it's silly, if you could be any breakfast cereal, which one would you be? Not eat, mind you. Be and why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you could have any animal, like, kind of like jewelry, if you could put on bat wings or a monkey tail, what would you, you know, be? If you could add an animal body part to your body, what would it be and why? Silly questions wow. that, that make kids laugh and think. Or, I mean, I, sometimes do they really want to talk about their personal lives, and they'll pick serious every time. But the other rule is you don't have to answer. If you answer... You get to pick the next person to play. Oh, so interesting. if they answer the question, they get to pass to the next person. If they don't answer the question, then I get to pick someone else, and we kind of start a new round. And and that encourages. But if there's a question they don't like, they can essentially just skip. And when the, a new question comes around, they can answer that one. I love that. We have about two minutes left. Okay, so I'm thinking about ways to apply this to teenagers when they're, like, for instance, when they're going off to the prom, it's so easy to say, here's what you should not talk about, you know, to your first prom date. Don't talk about yourself the whole night. It's so much better to give them a great question like, um, you could... Uh, like what? who's the person in your life you most admire and why? That's an easy or, question to remember. What's your favorite pair of shoes and why? Girls love to talk about their shoes, but funnily enough, boys do too. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay, we've only got a few minutes, but I'm writing down that question about the shoes. So if you're if you're listening and you're w- wishing this was not going so fast and you want to stop and take notes because she has so many great ideas, I have great news. I am going to put this in a blog, so you can find that on our website, which is Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com, and you can find the blog about this, and we're going to call this one Welcoming at Oh Hospitable Hearts, the bounce back of welcoming others. So I, I'm really hoping you'll look for that. Anna, we have to say goodbye. Thank you so much for doing this with me today. I knew this would be a fun subject. Of course, and when we're talking about welcoming. <laughs> I know you're 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 really you and your sweet little daughter are like geniuses at this. Uh, we will we may have to revisit this topic. I also wrote a whole chapter in my book about it, so we didn't even begin to touch the surface of how this makes our own self esteem feel much more secure, knowing that we can look into others' lives and see their value. And we didn't even touch on that, but there is a huge bounce back to getting your heart to the place where you can be hospitable to other people. Okay, so we have to close. 
thank you so much for listening in today. And don't forget to go to KathyCraffy.com where we speak truth with a Texas twang. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.